Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. Again, uh, our co-host is Nathan Harper, and we're excited about being with you today in a ministry that is making a difference, but it needs to grow to even make a greater difference. Nathan, it's always important to see what God can take and how he can use it for his glory. Yes. And, and the glory is it's usually for his glory and our good, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's kind of how we see in Scripture the pattern works. What we would call good is not always what God calls good. What God calls good lines up with His who he is and his character, which is his glory. Yeah. And so, yeah, for God's glory, for our good, and... We're uh, excited about our guest that we have today. We are, and he is a friend, a colleague, someone that I admire and appreciate so much, and it's Brother Joseph Parker. Brother Good. Joseph, thank you for being with us. Great to be with you all today. And he's been with us before on the program. Yeah, I was just thinking, maybe Pastor Joseph has the record now for most appearances <laughs> on Exploring Missions. And I was That's thinking, a good record to have. So. Yeah, and you know, it's probably because he's always up to something new. Yeah, that is true. And no, mm-hmm. are you saying no moss grows under his feet? That's right. And, Praise uh, the Lord. And yeah. we appreciate the ministry he has here at AFA and AFR and the program he does, Hour of Intercession. And just uh, he's had me on his program and just enjoyed and have a heart for the things of God. He's also a pastor. Uh, man, You every Sunday you're out there preaching, aren't you, brother? Yes, sir. Most every Sunday at Turner Chapel Church in Greenwood, Mississippi. And mm-hmm. that's not just around the corner from yeah. Tupelo. So he he's on the road on the weekend. And quite a bit. Quite gotta, a bit. And gotta, we appreciate Got to hurry up and get my jet. So <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> well, but today we want to look at a project that we feel like, and when you shared it with me instantly, I said, yes, we want others to hear about this. And uh, so... Some of the things we do, Nathan, is information to get people to pray, to get people involved. And this is one of those, really, they can get involved and make a difference. Those are exciting times when we have uh, interviews like this. Yeah, and we want to, you want to see what's behind the scenes at uh, American Family Radio, American Family Association, in the sense of the workers here are also workers in the field. And uh, so seeing what God is doing in their lives, but also how as listeners, we can be a part of what God is doing. And maybe some of you listening today, God's going to stir your heart to uh, jump in on this opportunity. Yeah. This is what's great about AFR. It, yeah, we they're getting on the issues of the day. And I thank God because religious freedom is important. Right now, religious freedom and, and life and, and family I don't know of anything of greater need to make sure we're trying to present it in a way that's that's biblical. Yes. And but we're we're involved in in the gospel. We're involved in missions, and that's part of our project. And uh, that's you know some of us fit better in in that area than the other areas. You know, 
And so, Joseph, I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to discipleship and to winning the people, and uh, even in, in your ministry and, and the pro-life ministry, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, yeah, it's the baby. Don't you get us wrong, but it's also that reaching the reaching that mother and reaching the father of that baby as well, isn't it? It's not That's just right. a, we're not just one era guy. We're going after the whole thing, aren't we? That's true. And you know, I think of this. A lot of people don't realize when it comes to, for example, pregnancy clinics. One of the key ministries of most every pregnancy clinic is the work of evangelism and discipleship, and a lot of people don't seem to realize that that's a major component for them because. People find themselves in a vulnerable spot and time in their life. And lots and lots of people, thousands of people get saved every year through pregnancy clinic evangelism mm-hmm. and discipleship. Yeah. And if you have a local pregnancy center in your area, support them. That's missional. You know, I tell folks, and I've Nathan knows this, I've just, I haven't changed the way I preach for forever. And uh, I'd preach on the issues and I'd tell them, I said, it's not me going to the issues. They've entered my area. When, when the Bible speaks clearly about life, the Bible speaks clearly about gender assignment, that it's male and female. God speaks clearly about marriage. And, and you just don't ignore it. Nathan, you said it one time, you, if you don't preach on those issues and do it, now you do it in love. Don't, don't yeah, hear me that's right. trying to harangue people and hurt people, but you do it in love. But you have to purposefully avoid those not to be preaching it from the pulpit. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're called to preach and teach the whole counsel of God's word. And if you do that faithfully, you're going to, like you said, gonna, you're going to deal with those issues. Yeah. And that's the reason I believe in expository preaching at the local level as a pastor, at least partially expository. Well, there's a new project, and I'm excited about that. Joseph, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about it. Okay, and before I jump into that, I want to just mention this. You know, we are in the process of opening a pregnancy clinic in that's the Delta. That's right. And I want to ask our believers to really pray because— let me We're clarify with, this. The okay. Delta of Mississippi. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. the, now, <laughs> if you know anything, the Delta is, that's a quarter, mm-hmm. that's a quarter of the area of the whole state of Mississippi. Huge now, go part. ahead. I, I just wanted to make sure everybody had that clear. Right. And just, I'm asking just for prayer, because I've dealt with a lot of spiritual opposition, spiritual warfare and opposition to that project of beginning a new pregnancy clinic there. So please, listeners, pray for God to bless and prosper that, our pregnancy clinic project in Greenwood, Mississippi. If someone, is there any way anybody that hears us say, man, I'd like to be a part of that, can they contact you anywhere? And My email is jparker at afa.net, and we'd be glad to help them plug in. But in all seriousness, one of the biggest needs we probably need right now are people that will intercede because of the warfare that's coming against the pregnancy clinic. So please pray with yeah. us. It, spiritual warfare is real. Very real. And Very real. Uh, I, I've, I studied it biblically, and I've looked at it. But honestly, Frank Peretti with piercing the darkness in this present darkness helped me understand spiritual warfare more than any books mm-hmm. that I've ever read. Now, right. again, so mm-hmm. it's real. So let's take so, time out and pray right now. Father, we thank you for Pastor Joseph in his heart for ministries, his heart for the mothers that are uh, in situations where they find themselves uh, difficult and even considering the idea of abortion. Father, I thank you for the project that's taking place there in the Delta. We're praying for the completion of that. We're praying that you would come against those demonic forces 
that would keep them away from opening this uh, this uh, clinic, Father, this that would minister to the women, that would help them, not just for the babies, but s- spiritually, but also, Father, help them after the child is come into the world. And I pray, Father, that Satan would be defeated in that area and we would see a great victory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, to share about the Ten Commandments Project, again, it's something I'm, I'm excited about and grateful to get a chance to be a part of it. Basically, my wife, Birdie, and I, we had the privilege of being a part of this for actually about three years. Started, started, got it started basically uh, in different boys and girls clubs. They opened their doors to let us come in and share. And our goal is to teach young people the meaning of the Ten Commandments, help them to, to memorize them but to learn how to live them out in their lives as well. And, you know, Brother Bird, I think of this too. I, I think it's a good project from the, that emanates from the Word of God to help address so many of the problems we see in our society today. We see many young people that are shooting and killing their peers, people killing other people in work contexts and in churches and everywhere else. Well, again, you think of this, so many of these young people that are killing others, or doing things they shouldn't do that end up causing them to lose their lives. If somebody, if a parent or a Sunday school teacher or a pastor or someone had taught these young people the Ten Commandments, that will specifically share the gospel and the Ten Commandments too, I believe most, if not all of them, would still be alive and some of these shooters wouldn't do the things they do because it's not an academic exercise. Mm-hmm. It when the seed of the word of God goes in the heart of a child or an adult, it changes them. It mm-hmm. changes everything. And so it's never to be seen as an academic exercise. It's a spiritual transformation, an opportunity we as the church have of being able to do it. So just in a nutshell, the project is such that we've had a chance to go into boys and girls clubs and or church settings and over a period of typically six weeks or so, allow the kids, number one, to learn the Ten Commandments and memorize them. And we give them a little study sheet where they learn in short form. In other words, they don't have to memorize verses 1 through 17 of Exodus 20, just the individual commandments, which actually is pretty simple. Right, yeah. It's not hard if they just apply themselves. However, it's important to understand this. You can go to your average church and say to the adults and the children, I'll give $20 to anyone who can recite the Ten Commandments. A lot of times you'll keep your money <laughs> because your average adult believer doesn't know all 10 by memory. Now, they may know most of them, but most people don't know them unless they've specifically taken the time to memorize them. So the task of having the children to memorize it is a good task in and of itself. But also the way uh, my wife, Brady, and I, the way we've approached it, we use movie clips, music videos, and movie trailers as teaching tools. So we we don't just have them memorize the commandments. We we discuss and help teach the meaning behind each one of them. Each one of them has great meaning. I mm-hmm. mean, when you look at it, and again, let's let's do this real quickly for those that are wondering, well, oh, that's in the Old Testament. All but the one about worshiping on the Sabbath are mm-hmm. repeated in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of them is repeated in the New Testament. And Jesus summed them up in two. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. You know, he summed them up in two, because when you look at the Ten Commandments, you look at the first ones, they are vertical toward God. Mm -hmm. Then the latter six, they are horizontal toward your fellow man. And each one of them is important. And they were given to a nation. 
that mm-hmm. it would be a society, a group of people. That's when he gave it to them. He gave them to Moses, an individual, to give it to a group of people as they were going into a land to occupy it. That's and right. he is saying this is for your good individually, collectively, as a whole. Mm-hmm. It never was given in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. Never right. was the Ten Commandments given in order to be saved. They were given to us to govern our lives, to govern. And the third thing, our lives and our government, the third thing is to reveal the character of God. So when they're learning the Ten Commandments, they're learning the character of God, aren't they, Nathan? And then then a people, a church, a group that lives these out on a consistent daily basis that are faithful to God's word and faithful to this, they become a witness (laughs) to those around that see their life. And that's what that's that's the point of the Ten Commandments is. And that's how God's glory is revealed is through God's people living out these commands in their life. That's right. That's right. And to, to your point, Brother Bert, too, specifically, too, God's moral law doesn't change. It's eternal. And so it's wisdom that will bless us and empower us as we simply walk it out. And so, uh, and of course, when we do the project, like we have the opportunity, every time we meet, we have the chance to share the gospel with the children as well. But also, as they're learning the Ten Commandments, it's also it empowers their character development as well because it's the wisdom of God. And, you know, it's so it's very it's always relevant because you could take, for example, you can get randomly get a newspaper and look at all the problems it's talking about. All of them in direct statement or in principle are addressed in the Ten Commandments. Every every headline, every article, all the problems Again, the Word of God speaks to them. You know, obviously the school shootings are people murdering other people. Abortion, people murdering other people. I think of this, uh, I've shared on some occasions about a tragic news story out of Memphis, Tennessee. A young man uh, went into a store, sadly, took a can of beer. And the attendant stepped out and shot him, and the boy died. Hmm. And it's sad, and of course the attendant did get arrested. But the sad reality behind this is if a parent or a Sunday school teacher, or a pastor, someone had taught him the Ten Commandments, he would probably be alive today. So doing this is very, very important, I think, and it's something most any church or ministry could do, and it's a great way to aggressively do discipleship. And you you and Bertie are involved in it right now? Right now, we have, like, we're, right now we're doing, uh, we have one session every week at ha- the Haven Acres Boys and Girls Club here in the Tupelo, Mississippi community, and we do one weekly at the Boys and Girls Club in Greenwood, Mississippi as well. And, you know, we, we have a lot of fun with it in it because it's a chance to give the children a chance to memorize the Ten Commandments. And, you know, also a part of the beaut- the part, one of the beautiful sides of being able to do it the way we do it is because when one of the children decides I'm ready to recite them, well, our, our experience is typically they don't get it the first time. Yeah. But when they're reciting the ones they know, they're drilling them into everybody else. They're hearing them and they're sitting along with them, aren't they? I That's mean, right. I, know, I do that. I, I mean, I'll be, Jan will tell me, my wife will tell me, don't move your lips when you're doing that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mentally I'm doing it. And if I'm not careful, I'll start, verb, you know, kind of saying it. With them. So there is support there, right? Support. And even, and it's funny how some of them will try to, uh, try to help each other whisper. Oh, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt, you know, because they want each other. They they they'll win a free T-shirt with the Ten Commandments on the back when they memorize them. And so that's a fun process. But at the same time, it's very serious yeah. because it's planting the Word of God in the hearts of the kids. So it's the process is fun because as they're 
memorizing them, they're, they're reciting them to each other. But also, you know, we, as I said, we use movie clips to help teach them. And like, for example, clips from some outstanding Christian movies that have been made. There are a number of Christian movies that were outstanding, entertaining movies, but at the same time, the believers who put them together knew what they were doing, their teaching tools as well. I think of, for example, the movie Courageous, wonderful movie, but a powerful teaching tool. You just show a clip and then say, let's talk about what you just saw. Yeah. And, I, and I, I may ask them, tell us which commandment you saw violated in that one. And they can jump right in and they, they, the kids are ready to preach, you know, talking, <laughs> you know, talking about what they saw. So it's a great way for them to learn the meanings behind the commandment. But also, it's such serious business, too, because, again, too many times children think, for example, shoplifting is funny or they think it's no big deal, but don't realize kids go to, go, go to juvenile for it. And sometimes kids are, or adults get killed in the midst of yeah. trying to steal. So these are things that will bless them and bless their lives and for the rest of their lives. Or well. even like just the idea that a lot of people have, adults, children, everyone, it's only wrong if you get caught. You know, that's right. And whether you get caught by another person or not, we need to know this is wrong in the eyes of God. And it's breaking that fellowship and that relationship with God. Right. Um, So I would love for you to talk a little bit about uh, some of the methodology of teaching this specifically with children who may or may not have any sort of biblical foundation at home or they may not attend church. Mm hmm. Do you have to? How do you start with with children like that? How do you begin teaching biblical concepts and talking about God? Even maybe with a child who doesn't even think about God very often, may not have a church background. Right. At all. Exactly. Well, you know, one of the beautiful things about being able to work in the boys and girls context is you have a captive audience. You know, those kids are there, right. <laughs> and of course now they can voluntarily. They're not forced to be a part of this, but. It, it's easy to get them into it to where they really are enjoying it, though, because they're challenged at the idea of the, for many of them, it's, it's the T-shirt. And I remember one occasion where there was one little girl that she tried several times, and it was the last time, one of our last sessions, where she finally won a T-shirt. But I'm especially glad she won it because she looked like she was ready to beat me up over the T-shirt. <laughs> she wanted that shirt. But the beauty is, again, it's the seed going to their lives. But one of the things I think to, to respond to your specific question, Nathan, is Typically, we again, we share the gospel. We invite them to receive Christ as well. But very simply, I just let them know we're here to help you learn the Ten Commandments from, that comes from the Word of God, and we typically have them to read Scripture too. And so for those that aren't particularly, don't particularly have much of a church background, they're going to get it, at least in this yeah. context. Yeah. And But we do it in such a way where, as I said, we try to do it in a way that is fun. And typically, we, we you know, kids really get into it. They're motivated one way or another. And also, watching the video clips is is powerful too, because I think of, for example, one of the uh, on one of the clips that, that we use, it's a man who's you know, he's he's watches while his truck is being stolen. You know, yeah. Well, it's a very dramatic scene. And it's one kid, of the greatest, in, the greatest. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest introductions to a movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. anytime. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't grip you and hold your attention, I bet it does hold it does. your attention. It doesn't does. It? Yeah. Because and didn't the fact, actor do his own stunt in that. I scene? don't know, I, but I think it, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, but it was powerful. And and I someone had, uh, took a few pictures of one of our sessions, and it was funny to me to see the picture. In the picture, I'm standing to the side, but just pra- about all. 
14 or so kids, they're riveted on the screen. (laughs) They're watching. They're getting into it. Well, so that's a part of the beauty of them learning. They're learning the Word of God and learning how it's lived out in life as well. And what's right and what's not right. And, of course, it teaches them, of course, about our relationship with God. It teaches about our relationship with one another and also respecting other people's property and other people's things. Well, that's living. That's teaching them how to live in a way where we honor God and live a life honorable towards God as well. You know, I just I'm older than Joseph. This was taught in public school when I was a kid. Mm, I mean, those things powerful. were taught by, uh, by by our teachers. I mean, we were learning. I mean, in one class, we learned that we were taught the Ten Commandments. That was just straight out. Mm-hmm. And the kids who came is similar to the girl Boys and Girls Club because mm-hmm. not everybody in the public school went to church, mm-hmm. you know. A group did, a group didn't. Some would come and go. Some of them were Christmas and Easter, you know, yeah. uh, goers, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 because of that being taught, there was a moral fiber. That's right. That, and, and when they took, and I, I don't mind saying it, when that issue of taking the Ten Commandments out of the public school, mm-hmm. what you're doing is that's what's lacking. You know, they don't get that anymore. And and so the standard has been lowered, and like you said, it's nothing more than just it. It pleases me. It reminds me of this. Samson, he had all the things that he needed, but he wanted this woman from a different culture because she pleases me. That's that is the gr- gr- a statement in the Bible that talks about this selfish living. She pleases me. And what the Ten Commandments puts on that is a restraint. It also puts moral character. It mm-hmm. also shows, demonstrates God. But as Nathan said, it's also missional. When they see it changes your life, it will change others' lives. So the Boys and Girls Club, they don't leave it there. They usually wind up taking it home. And the T-shirts mm-hmm. have the Ten Commandments listed on them, right? Right. So and they become a witness. <laughs> that's right. You know, like um, the, the Ten Commandments are on the back of the shirt, and on the front it has a scripture on the front, very attractive uh, uh, blue and white T-shirt. And so, and of course, when they wear it out in public, like when they're in Walmart, instead of somebody reading the tabloids, they can read the Ten Commandments on somebody's back, you know. <laughs> but I do want to challenge every listener to keep this in mind, too. Uh, I remember some years back, the civil rights pioneer, uh, James Meredith, he actually issued a challenge to churches. He was saying, talking about churches in the state of Mississippi, if, if each church if each church would adopt a radius around their church to teach all the children the Ten Commandments, that he that would help transform our, our state. Mm-hmm. Well, again, he's a very wise individual because that's a wonderful challenge. And basically, it's a challenge to do what we were called to do, the Great Commission, make disciples. And that's what we're called to do. And so I would like to say to every listener, uh, my email is jparker at afa.net. If you'd be interested in starting this project in your church or in your community, and of course, keep in mind, again, this is something can be done through Boys and Girls Clubs or in local churches or through any other organization that's open to it. But the reality is we need to invest the seed of God's word into our children aggressively because we see the kingdom of darkness is aggressive, but we should be even more aggressive about doing what we know to do because the seed of God's word can change everything in the heart of a child. Pastor Joseph, is this ongoing or is it run like a 10 week or 12 weeks and then you start over or how does it, 
how does it work for its time frame is concerned? Well, typically the way we do it is like we do about a six-week time frame where a given group we work with for about six weeks or so. But again, that's subject to what a local church wants to do. So like, it's, for example, it's mobile when it comes to that or, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, like, for example, this is a church in, uh, in the Mississippi Delta that has asked us to come to help them get started and they want to take it and run with it. Well, we'd like to see thousands of churches do the same thing because they don't really need us per se. Even the design of the T-shirt, they're welcome to take the design. It's not copyright. And, and of course, the Ten Commandments comes out of the Word of God. It's in your Bible. <laughs> so we're glad to share the resources we use. But again, really, a church could take just what they're hearing us talk about today and do it even apart if they never get in touch with us otherwise. But at the same time, we don't mind sharing any of the resources we use and they can take them and customize them according to what they want to do with them. And Nathan, this would work in a more rural area or metro area. Yeah. And uh, the whole idea is the Word of God getting into the hearts of these boys and girls. Mm-hmm. That makes a difference. And like Joseph said, it's a seed that is planted. And the Word of God, we have the promise that it will not return unto him void. Yeah, the, the Word of God, and especially as you memorize it, Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you talk about this quite a bit, on, whether on Facebook or on the radio, but the, the, the whole idea of memorizing God's Word, that's a meditation on God's Word. You know, what's one of the best ways that we can meditate on, on God's Word? Well, for me, trying to learn to memorize Scripture or even a list of the Ten Commandments, you're meditating on God's Word. When you do that, that's a, there's spiritual power in God's Word to affect your entire life. And uh, that's what that's what's going on here. That's wonderful. And the other thing that I really wanted to say, <clears throat> they take this home. Uh, it's similar to like Operation Christmas Child when they get it. And especially those that come back and go through the greatest journey. That's mm-hmm. part of it. They take it home. That's and, right. and it not only affects the person that's going through it, but it affects the people that yeah, their uh, social they're, network. Yeah, their web of influence. Mm-hmm. And so this. It, it, it reaches out like a pebble into a pond, doesn't it? It does. You know, Scripture uh, says, I planted Apollos water, but God brought the increase. The beauty of when we put the seed of God's word wherever we can is God can take it. The Holy Spirit can take and do what he chooses with it, but we need to plant those seeds. And the seed here in, the, of this, in this case, of course, is being planted in the hearts of children. And it, again, it's a part of the carrying out the Great Commission. We should be aggressively doing this because, again, we see the world is trying to destroy our children. Mm. But Jesus really is the answer to all the problems we face. You know, one of the greatest things a church can do is go after the next generation. I'm in a lot of churches, you know, as Jan and I travel. The graying of the church in America is, is scary. Mm-hmm. we got to have projects, quote, like this that reach the next generation. Pastor Joseph, thank you. How can they reach you to know more about the Ten Commandments Project? Again, Parker at afa.net. Again, Parker at afa.net. Or just call us here at 662-844-5036, extension 381. 381. That's your extension. Yes, sir. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Nathan, it's been good to have this discussion about the difference God's making. Amen. I'm telling you, His Word will not return unto Him void. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions on the American Family Radio Network. We pray that you would be on mission for God, whether it's across the street or on a mission 
trip around the world. May God bless you as you serve him. Mm-hmm.